Hi, this is Donna Otto. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Modern Homemakers. Into the last of the nine essentials of marriage, at least as I see it. We've been talking about this now for the last five or six weeks, and I'm glad you have joined us. I've tried to make them stand alone enough that maybe they just drop into your life, but I also want you to know there's some sequential order to them, and there's some intentionality in each of them with regard to your own marriages. So today I want to end with kindness in marriage. We are a counterculture ministry where women choose what God calls us to as women, as wives, as mothers and homemakers. Creating a quiet and orderly home, oh, it is still our goal. Raising children who are prepared to choose Christ for themselves. Staying married and seeking him as a part of the order of their world. We live in an unkind world, and because of the lack of kindness in individuals, not the world, and that's so important. I hear myself say this is an unkind world, and then I think, well, the world isn't unkind. It's individuals who live in the world are unkind. And we hope to always remind you of the kindness of God. He reminds us that it is by his kindness that we are led to repentance. He is always kind to us, always. He continues to initiate, always coming toward us. He continues to call us to come, come, follow me, abide with me. He never stops initiating. And if you are an initiator and live with someone who is not or whose best friend is not, and you say, I'm so tired of initiating because they never want to stop and come back. Yes, there you do have to come to a balance. But God is the God of initiation. You're not God, but you have to remember his model. Nothing but God. May these three words ring in your ear. Cursing the darkness and lighting the light. Spending more time in knowing what it is to be a woman of kindness and loving kindness. So what does this woman look like? In Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, we see, As God's chosen people, we are holy and dearly loved, and we are to clothe ourselves with kindness. Now, that Colossians passage has always been very important to me. It, it, it reminds me to the very, very first time I ever read it and had this connection. And it says, put on. And I thought, put on. Every morning I put on. And I used to be beyond just wearing my black and white, which I've done now for 35 years. I used to do what Ann Ortland, an old, dear old friend who is now in heaven with Jesus, said, get ready for the week, get prepared. Put on five hangers, five different outfits that you're going to wear every day. And that, that worked. That was so easy. I'd get up in the morning and I would put them on. And then we got to this classic passage that talked about what we were to put on and to clothe myself with kindness. There's revolutionary power in kindness because it's uncommon. And if you have heard us more than once, you have heard me end each podcast with remember the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it an uncommon fill in the blank. So I want to remind you that kindness is uncommon. 
some years ago as a part of my annual trek into what will be what I call my umbrella phrase for the year. Um, My umbrella phrase was be a miracle to someone every day. I thought that was pretty significant, actually, as I thought it through and wrote it down and put it in my binder and categorized the seven areas of goals that I work on every year. Okay, do you get the bigness of all that? And then I noticed that a miracle in our culture was significantly less than what I viewed as a miracle or what I was expecting to be as a miracle provider. I gave up my line at the grocery store. You know, I gave up my place at the grocery store. I said to someone, and they just like fell all over me as if I was a miracle worker. I I let someone turn into my turning lane. I even paused in three lanes of traffic where I set out first so the guy saw me and I honked my horn. And So this guy was trying to get past three lanes of ongoing traffic could just come by. The light was red anyway. He wasn't giving up anything. I said well done to people, and I was absolutely dumbfounded by the fact that people felt like a miracle had happened. Now, I'm exaggerating a little. No one ever said it was a miracle, but their response felt like it was a miracle. Kindness has become so uncommon that it feels like a miracle to someone. So think of what kindness might look like to you. Think of what kindness might look like in our political world, in the world of statesmen and leadership in our country. What would kindness, just the simple acts of kindness, look like? We call ourselves followers of Christ, and yet we get in combative tactics of shouting and insulting and defaming one another. And you may not vote the way I vote, or I may not vote the way you vote, or you may not think the same way I think about something, but it doesn't give me any place to be unkind toward you. I was so certain for a number of years in my young life that to be strong meant I needed to be strong, and certainly verbal, and that if I wasn't, I would look like I was weak. Uh, I think I, I think I know It was hard for me to learn to say this, that I was rather hard and harsh. Kindness needs to be rediscovered and reappropriated in our lives, and certainly being kind to those who are close to us. Being kind does not mean that we are not courageous. Being kind does not mean we do not stand up for what we know to be true. Being kind does not mean that we are a doormat. I have just been reading a a lovely little novel written by an Christian author, and I'm so sorry I don't know the name of either one, the author, or I have to go all the way in my room to, to, to find it, but I, I, I'm not. But the, he is talking about the difference between speaking boldly what is accurate and saying it with some niceness. Uh, I think sometimes we think kindness looks like it's we don't we don't stand for anything. We fall for everything. We just lay down and let people walk all over us instead of saying no, no, that is not. I'm not a milk toast. I know what that looks like. I've grown and I can understand. Kindness is passionate and kindness can be piercing, and kindness is a way of life. And we see Jesus modeling it all the time in Luke chapter. Eight, and I'm just going to give you this reference 
that you might turn to your Bibles and read it to yourself. It's a long reference. It starts in Luke chapter 8, starting in verse 40. And we see Jesus restoring life to the woman and healing. And it is a powerful, powerful way of his stopping, stopping in the crowds. I I thought so many times, and you hear me speak often about Peter and my relationship with Peter and how much he has personally shown me the way to do or not to do things. But I'm with Peter and the other disciples, and Jesus has got four things to do today. And remember, they're walking and 20-minute miles they're walking is estimated by the scholars. And they've got a lot of miles to cover today. Ever feel that way ahead of you? And get out of my way because I have a lot of miles to cover. And Jesus stops to take care of this woman who has the hemorrhage. And I'm thinking if I was Peter in that moment, I'd be saying, not now. Can we get her on the way back if there's time? But the kindness of Jesus was always notable. It was a poor woman. It was an unknown woman. It was an outcast. It was a Samaritan woman. There was always time for Jesus to stop and be kind to someone. People who were touched by Jesus, who brought their friends. And I think Jesus expressed that kindness by three things that I'd like you to consider doing for your husband. Kindness by listening to him. But he doesn't talk very much. That's okay. Maybe if you don't talk so much, he'll have space to talk. Secondly, by being considerate. What does simple consideration look like? And thirdly, by having an understanding spirit, an understanding spirit. Listening. And if you have not heard the lesson that I've taught on sacred listening, please go back and listen to it. And there is on our free resources the 10 important ingredients to sacred listening. And it is an important piece of your life period, much less your life with your husband. Jesus must have been interrupted, but he keeps going on. He he leans over. He calls the person by name. He pays attention. He is very, very interested in hearing what um, she has to say. He touches her. She touches him, and she's healed. And Jesus expresses kindness by consideration and And this consideration is a thoughtful, careful look into how someone else is feeling. Boy, it took me a lot of years to even know what I was feeling. I remember the decade of what my husband used to say, I know, I know, you feel. Well, I had spent most of my adult life not knowing I had a feeling and not understanding what it was and how important it was to who I was. And so I started saying, I feel Well, he got tired of how I felt because I was overdoing it, but I had overdone it the other way before. And that's what I'm talking about here. And that is, do you know how your husband feels? Can you be considerate? And if he doesn't tell you, God will tell you. And then all you have to do is go out and take action. Do you ask him how he is? Do you ask him if he has any hopes? Do you ask him... If there's something that you can do for him, is there something I could do for you today before you go to work or during the day while you are working? I remember asking that David, asking that David many times, and he would just look at me like, "Why no?" And then he understood that I meant it seriously, and occasionally would say, "Yeah, you could," and I would try to do that. Kindness, being considerate. Our daughter did something that I always thought was one of the kindest things 
Um, I'd never seen a human being do, at least at that point. She was engaged to be married. Maybe she wasn't even engaged yet, but she was with her boyfriend, who became her fiancé, who became her husband. And um, he lived in Michigan, and she lived here, so they were in her car, and she was driving, and they had gone to the REI store, and as they went in, there was someone in a wheelchair sitting in front of it. My daughter stopped, greeted the woman, said something, I don't know what, and then they went in, did their REI business, and when they came back out, the woman was still in the wheelchair. And then it stopped again, and she said, are you okay? Do you have everything you need? Well, I, my ride can't come to get me, and I have to wait. And this is said, where do you have to go? And the woman told her, and she said, come on, we'll take you with us. She pushed the wheelchair out. Jason is standing by looking like a tornado has just come through his life. He had no idea that a real tornado had just landed his life. And so the next thing is they help the woman. She gets in the front seat. My son-in-law has a pair of khaki pants on, and he picks up the wheelchair, and the oil drags along his khaki pants, puts the wheelchair in the back of the car, jumps in the back seat, and off they go on an Anissa adventure of kindness, consideration. It, it didn't take them much. Yeah, it was out of their way. It felt very Jesus-like to me and very considerate of someone who was in need. And lastly, the last part of what Jesus did was he expressed kindness with an understanding spirit. Hmm. But you say, I don't understand. I don't understand why he does that. I don't either. I promise you, I don't understand. And even when I do understand, I can't fix it, and neither can you. So I want to encourage you to have acts of kindness and words of kindness and consideration of kindness. Start loving kindness. And I assure you that as you choose kindness, God will show you ways to be kind, and you will be as kind as he is kind. Hearts of kindness are contagious. And I would like to think of us, modern homemakers, women around the world, literally around the world, who hear these broadcasts, that you would make kindness a way of life, not only in your marriage, but especially in your marriage, and then acts of kindness everywhere else. A little red flag I want to wave up. Don't practice kindness on everyone else and leave it off at home, okay? Make sure that kindness is first practice at home with the most human and important relationship you have. Well, that's it. It's the end of the nine essentials. And frankly, I'm taking a deep sigh. I hope that you will take the information as I give it to you abundantly with so much. I know it's too much, but in a way that will encourage you to consider these nine essentials in marriage. Marriage the way God designed it, not the way man designed it. Marriage, that means that we are giving and sacrificing and making someone more importantly than ourselves. Marriage that says the vows we made to live together until death do us part. And if you didn't say that in your ceremony because you were worried about it, would you go back and reconsider it? Because God has called us to be married to one man until death do us part. And let no man separate or woman separate from that vow. We are Modern Homemakers, and I am Donna Otto. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of being kind to your husband. <laughs>